We are called to follow Jesus, and we might say, why do we follow Jesus? Well, at some point, some, someone gave us a chance, right? He, he, uh, someone said, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Maybe it was our parents, maybe it was someone along the way. There's someone that gave us a chance and said, this person, too, is called to follow Jesus. And we responded. At some point, we said, Maybe it took a while, maybe eventually we said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll see what this is all about, this Jesus thing. So to be a follower of Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus, is really about also helping other people to come to know Jesus. And there's, a, there's a, I want to talk about three truths in regards to this. The first one is that Jesus calls us. Believe it or not, he calls you, he calls me. God doesn't call us when we're already disciples or that we're equipped or that we're like, hey, I've been training my whole life and now I'm ready to be called. He calls us very often, most often, when we are like down in the dumps or not doing so hot or maybe just inexperienced or whatever. He calls us where we are because he wants us to come and follow him and then through that process learn how to do that. And there's lots of different ways we're called, right? Um, Lots of gifts that we all have. And we are meant to use those. Not everyone receives the same call. Um, to give an example, think of St. Francis of Assisi. So he was a very charismatic leader, kind of a, not really a rule follower, but not a rule breaker so much. He was just kind of like, hey, I'm going to follow the Lord. And whatever that looks like, I'm going to just go. So he, he lived out in the wilds. He walked around, went places, talked to anybody. And people were inspired by him, right? His His... Life was very inspirational, continues to be an inspiration. And then you have somebody like St. Bonaventure, who was the next uh, leader of, of the Franciscans, who kind of looked at it all and said, this is a mess. What do we got here? We got nothing. There's no organization. Everybody just does what they want. We got to fix this. And so he's a very organized person, right? So his charism was to bring order to the Franciscans as they were kind of becoming more formalized. And they were recognized as an order uh, under Francis during his time, but... They needed a lot of help. So, so you see in this example, there's different ways God calls us. And sometimes it's painful for us when we are shown that this is not my call. This, this is, there's a limit to what I'm good at. Or there's a limit to what God is asking of me. And sometimes that's something that we painfully have to learn. Like, oh, I, I need somebody else to help me with this because I'm not very good um, at this particular thing. So there's a call that Jesus gives to each one of us to follow him. And we are meant to follow that. So... That's the first truth. Jesus calls us, all of us, wherever we are, however we are, and there's a a reason why he calls us. Secondly, in order to follow Jesus, we need to learn to hear his voice. Uh, In our first reading today, today, we hear about Samuel being called, right? And it's, yeah, we we hear this uh, often, and we, we all probably know this story. It's like learning to hear the voice of the Lord. We need to learn to hear the voice of Jesus in our lives. Sometimes we need a guide or a, a someone to help us, right? Eli, in the scriptures, he's not actually a great character. He's kind of a bad priest, really. But, but he's there, and he does what he can, and it's enough, right? He, he gives Samuel enough to hear, just, hey, go back. When you hear that, that, that call, just speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Do that. So we need, we need to uh, sometimes have a guide along the way, and we need to be persistent in, in trying to learn how to hear how God speaks to us. Right? It's kind of like being in the school of prayer, you might say. Prayer is us speaking to God and listening to God. 
Um, there's lots of methods, lots of places um, we could go to learn about that, lots of devotions we could do. And the, the answer is do whatever's helpful, right? Do whatever's helpful for you when you're trying to communicate with God. That's what it's all about, is having this dialogue. And being consistent is probably the most helpful method of all. If I can do this every day, spend a little time talking to God and listening to God, hey, you're going to be on the right track. You're going to get there. Um, lately, I've been trying to learn a little Spanish, and uh, it's hard. Hard learning another language, right? It's, I've studied a little bit in high school, and I've studied a few other languages in the meantime, and they all kind of get all confused together. It's hard. It's difficult. So I need to practice, right? And if I don't practice, it's not going to happen, right? If I just say, I want to know Spanish, and I go to my lesson every week, and my teacher's like, okay, what did you do from last week from the homework? I didn't, I didn't do very well with it. You know, it's, I'm not going to learn, so I have to keep working at that. It's kind of like that with prayer. We have to keep praying. We have to keep doing it. Um, it's not just going to magically say, oh, I'm really good at prayer. I'm a really awesome prayer. I'm a really holy person because I just wanted to be one. We have to actually do something. We have to participate. And that's a challenge, right? It's not easy to change the patterns in our lives and to change how we operate. So prayer is a very important thing. And prayer is that language by which God speaks to us and we speak to him. God always understands us, but we don't always understand God. So that's the, the challenge there, is that we have to keep asking the Lord to open us and we have to keep working at it. And that's the second truth. We need to hear the voice of Jesus if we're going to follow him. Third truth when we follow Jesus, our lives are going to change. Our lives are going to change in big ways. That's how we know we're following him, right? When our lives start to change. And sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's exciting. Sometimes it's uh, a little scary. You know, St. Paul encourages us to live moral lives. Uh, you know, to, to be a moral person. And that just means to obey what Jesus asks us to do. How, how he teaches us. God can work through anyone and in anyone. He can heal us in any way we need to be healed. Immorality is always going to be a hindrance to us, right? So sometimes we say, well, I got this little thing here. I'm not ready to let go of it. I'm just going to hold on to this. It's not that bad, Lord. Look what all those other people are doing. I just want this one, just this one thing, my little thing, whatever it is. And we're not willing to give it up. Um, so we have to allow the Lord to change us, right? Um, I don't know about your experience, but my experience of my own sin or my own struggles is so often, Lord, just make it better. Just take it away. Just make me not want it anymore. Just make it easy. And God so often says, no, no, that's not what we're doing here. We're going to allow you to struggle with this thing. And I want your heart to be transformed. I want you to keep coming to me when you need help. And that's most often what I, when, I, when it comes down to it, it's like, I just don't want to be dependent on you, Lord. I'd rather be strong and good and I can do it on my own. And look at me, I'm, I'm a very great person. And so the Lord invites us to trust him, to follow him, to allow our lives to be changed, not because I'm a strong person, but because I come to trust in God rather than myself. We will become uh, more moral. My, my life will become more moral when I begin to love Jesus more than myself. And that's what it comes down to. And let's be, let's be honest. Sometimes I don't do that. I love myself more than I love Jesus. And so Jesus calls us to conversion. Um, and I think especially in leadership within the church, uh, 
yeah, we, our lives are changed when we follow Jesus and we can continue down that path, but sometimes we continue to struggle with things. And instead of saying, ah, Jesus, I need conversion here, we don't want anybody to see this thing because if they see it, I, I won't be a leader for very long or I won't be a, um, considered a good Christian for very long because I have this part of my life that's a mess. And so we hide that or the temptation is to hide it or to kind of be prideful and say, well, I'm, look at me, I'm good. And nobody look at this little thing over here. So this is a challenge. I think the church has obviously struggled with this and her priests and her bishops um, in all of us, right? We continue to see the scandals or the things that happen. And perhaps what the Lord is saying is, you have to, you have to trust in me, not yourself. It's not you, it's me. Um, so if we humbly accept the Lord's corrections and allow him to uh, heal us, allow uh, ourselves to come to him and to say, yeah, I messed up, I screwed up, I'm not, I'm not what I want to be. Maybe then that would be a protection for us and for the church as a whole. But Ultimately, it comes down to, do I allow Jesus to change me rather than just asking him to make it easy for me? So that might seem like a, the same thing, but it, really it is a difference of saying, oh, I can't fix myself. I need to trust in Jesus. So those are three truths. Um, to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, we need to accept those truths, I think. Um, and I would want to just offer a challenge, I guess, or an invitation. Part of following Jesus, again, is remembering that we're called to invite others to follow Jesus. How do we do that? How do you evangelize? Because that's what that word means, is to bring others to Christ. I think one way to do it is just to, to talk about our faith with other people or be willing to meet other people. Um, how, many, how many of the parishioners in my own parish do I not know who they are or not know their story or not know... Um, how God has worked in their lives. So we can look around and um, maybe say, hey, I'm gonna invite that, that person to coffee or a, or a lunch or a meal or whatever. Find a way to connect with one person that you don't know. It could be a parishioner, it could be a, a non-parishioner. Take some time, pray about that. Ask the Lord, who is it that you want me to be a disciple to? Who is it that you want me to witness to? Um, and then just see what happens. Go talk to them, and if they say, no, no, absolutely not, well, that's your answer. I guess you did what you could, but be willing to kind of go out there and put yourself out there. It's uncomfortable, I know, for most of us to talk to someone that we don't know, um, but if we're, if we're here in this church, to some degree, we're here because we want to follow Jesus. And if we can do that together, rather than all just being kind of our separate little worlds, that can be helpful. So, my invitation is, in this next month, try to find some time, some way, some person that we can share Jesus with or talk about our faith with. So that's my invitation for us all as we try to follow Jesus.